Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I'm Kevin Prendeville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our students, we're losing an entire generation. Today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects, undaunted by political correctness. So, in the same vein as our last two episodes, uh, what can degrees actually get you? Well, many of them qualify you to teach, and that's about it. It creates a problem of indoctrination, and with it, the crime of the century. So, uh, this reminds me of the story, gosh, this might have been 2016, but it could have been 17, where uh, Hungary, which is in kind of an odd position in Europe, uh, went ahead and banned uh, gender studies from their universities. Now, the United States couldn't do that. We, I don't think, should be able to do that. Our government should not be able to decide the curriculum for uh, our students because it would only amplify this problem of indoctrination. But the reasoning behind banning gender studies was essentially it's not productive. There's no point in this. It doesn't create anything of value in the society at large. So it's contributing to the uh, problem of either student debt or uh, college grads uh, with no job in that, in that field. And you see this problem a lot uh, in history, uh, sociology, English, um, in kind of the humanity degrees. Now, science, mathematics, uh, you can find a job in engineering, you can find a job in construction, you can find a job uh, teaching if you want, but those degrees are varied. Those degrees are great, but if you go for theology, basically you can either become a preacher or you can become a teacher. There's no real other, there's no other side to it, unless you get real creative and that, that takes that takes somebody uh, who is willing to see things in a different light and try new things. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but, but very rarely do the humanities produce entrepreneurs. Very rarely do they produce, uh, you know, productive people in the sense, uh, in, the, in the traditional sense. Now, there have been, I'm not saying we don't need them. At the same time, I don't think, you know, going the Hungarian route and just banning, you know, humanities, that, that doesn't work as well because you are also denying that, that part of, of humanity, which is uh, what someone like a Jordan Peterson would, would um, argue is, is a consciousness. It's, it, it's, something, it's something there, but it's, it's almost intangible. And so to deny that would be to really deny that part of, of ourselves. And I don't think that's the right way to go either. But I don't, at the same time, I don't think it's healthy for an 18-year-old to get, you know, a hundred grand worth of debt, get an English degree, come out, and then only be able to get a $40,000 teaching job. And then they've got to work 20 years to be able to bump themselves up to a $60,000 teaching job, and that's their cap. That's their limit. They're, they're, they're spent. And so by the time they've done spending off their, their, their student loans, they have hardly have time to catch up to get to a point where they can actually, if they want to, retire. And that creates a frustration. That creates a, 
for the people who want to go into humanities but are stuck with that, that as we've explored because of the lack of uh, financial, in some cases, uh, a financial ability that creates a frustration. Well, what do they learn? The problem is that what they learn, and many times, in, especially in, um, in college, of course, we had the famous rant just a couple days ago with the new Avengers movie where the professor was talking about in some film class about how uh, there's too many white men in Avengers and how, you know, capitalism's evil and she's a communist and all this stuff. Uh, these people don't have their ideas challenged by anybody. You can't be challenged, really, at a professorship. There's, uh, you know, very few schools that will do that. And so you get this, I suppose it, it's, it's and you essentially get the indoctrination effect because you don't have anybody pushing back on these ideas, and then these teachers just make more teachers. And so these people get ingrained in that ideology, that's how they see the world, then they hit the streets, they hit the, the world, they go and they teach uh, our kids this, this, this crap, and, and this is how you end up with the situation that we're in. Uh, because our inability to teach, which stems from the fact that these people aren't being challenged because they never had to be challenged because they never left that academic environment which already agrees with them. And so we aren't necessarily the victims of any grand conspiracy, I don't think. Many people will talk about how the media is leftist because again, they learned from these same people who never had their ideas challenged, who never left that academic circle because they couldn't viably. So you have the media that's that's generally leftist. You have uh, people in, in power who are general uh, who are on the left and are much more radical. You have uh, professors that are far on the left, and people will say it's the Illuminati. It's the, the it's the rich people at the top who are who are playing everyone like a fiddle and they're pulling strings and all that. I, I really think it's more so the perfect storm where you have all these different elements that to a crazy person would seem connected, or to somebody who really likes to see patterns would seem connected. But it's really just, okay, we have this, this lost sense of, and some of what we've explored here on Crime of the Century, we, okay, we have this lost sense of culture. Okay, we have this, we don't like to be Americans. Okay, we have this, this uh, indoctrination at angle. Now we have, now we're exporting that into our media, again, because these people were learning from these professors. So you, you're exporting that into media, you're exporting that into government, and then it just kind of creates a cycle and snowball effect which produces what we see now. And it seems like, okay, you know, all these things can't be happening by accident. There has to be someone pulling strings. And I, I totally disagree with that. I think it's just a result of not challenging ourselves. And really, ever since the fall of the Soviet Union, the U.S. hasn't really had, had a challenge. Unless you think China's a challenge, but I doubt it. And this is why, how we get to, and we talked about it 20 episodes ago, we talked about uh, Alex Jones getting banned the first time he got banned. And it makes the right lose perspective a little bit in the sense that they 
they start to buy into some of these conspiracies. Like, okay, these, these people, no, 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 this is what people at Google, at Twitter, people who are in charge now, this is what they've learned from these uh, professors who were never challenged themselves, never had their worldviews challenged. And they learned, you know, if you can't beat the opposition with, with facts or knowledge, just shut them up. And again, it's not some conspiracy to eliminate the right. It's just these people who don't have a solid footing in what's true or their own history. And, and that's how you get to where we are. And it does, it does, so it does create that, uh, that media problem that can be invasive, can be problematic because it creates a machine which can be used by either side. Obviously, if this was on the right, you know, the left would be saying this too. It, it creates a machine that can be used politically to, to, to drive change that the people may not want. Again, you still have the, the, in the U.S. especially the Midwest ethos, the, the Southern ethos, which is uh, biblical, which is hardworking, which is pull yourself up by your bootstraps, about community, all of those things. And, and so you have these two forces that are really playing off of each other just because of how, the different upbringings, different experiences, all of that. And it's almost like it's, it's people living in two separate countries. And that's where you get that's where you see things political violence that's where you see that come up it's it's a symptom of all of these root causes so of course if if i don't offer any solution this is just complaining and and complaining is kind of pointless so what would be the solution well in crime of the century i kind of touch on this and my original solution was you know well uh, we should just institute, you know, if you're going to get a doctorate, you have to have so many years of uh, experience in the real world. You have to have, you know, so many hours outside of professorship. And, and maybe that's at first, you know, that, that seems like a reasonable idea. But, you know, why, why should the government enforce that? If we're not going to enforce it for other businesses in terms of, you know, if... If you want to be certified uh, in, in in certain types of businesses, you need you know basic tests and things. But it's no different than if you're getting a doctorate and you you know need to write up this big paper and you have to have it peer reviewed and all that stuff. That can be handled by the academic community. And really, what I think it is is maybe an update of the of our laws, but. At the same time, you know, Twitter and Facebook are private companies, so I don't think that we should infringe on their right if they, you know, say we don't want anybody on the right because, you know, whatever excuse they use, I do think they should have the right to do that because it's a private company, but it also means somebody else can come along and say we don't want any lefties and, and, and vice versa. Now, the solution has to come from within. And... It really comes from, it could be as simple as, as visiting a museum or, or reading a history textbook or something. There needs to be something to ground us. And I don't think it can be found in a philosophy book because the real root of all this is that we don't have any, we don't know who we are as a country. 
We don't know why we believe what we believe. We don't, we don't have that footing, so we're subject to all of these different forces, which creates this problem of indoctrination. So I think really it comes down to just understanding more about why, why was America founded, what did our founding fathers believe? How did they come to their conclusions? What were their spiritual beliefs? What were their uh, motivations behind, uh, you know, implementing things like the Second Amendment, things like the Fourth Amendment, things like the First Amendment especially? And that will give us the grounding to push back to, and to do it in an American way, to where we're not just resorting to punching the other guy in the face. And, you know, I, I don't think it will come to that. It might. It has before. But, of course, that was over a slightly bigger issue, I would think. And we don't need another, well, complication like we had in the 1860s where the America was just kind of these, you know, hillbillies over here, uh, you know, at this point we're Atlas and we're what's holding up the West. So we cannot even afford to go down that road again. So it's really going to be up to us to understand how we got here, why we're here. And really, once we do that, we will uncover and solve the crime of the century. You ever hear people talk about debt? and they talk about it like it's uh, leftovers or something terrible. Well, I'll tell you what, my biggest mistake when going to networking meetings and bringing this up is that I forget that we all have the same presupposition when it comes to debt. But I've learned to actually break it up into three categories, good, bad, and ugly debt. And I'm gonna show you in my new book, Smoke and Mirrors, which is live on Amazon right now for just $9.99 exactly how the wealthiest break down their debt to actually leverage what they have into something greater. Because I believe that we all have the God-given ability to create and that financial freedom really comes out of personal freedom. So we need the mindset too and that's the first thing we go over in Smoke and Mirrors. Then we go over the banks, the financial institutions, the government, and the notorious debt topic to explore new ways to create eventual wealth or create indestructible wealth. Pick up your copy on Amazon.com right now or go to KevinPrendeville.com.